the voice of America. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty holiday greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the December 29th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. 2022 was a bittersweet year for tennis fans. Three of the sport's top players, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, and Ash Barty, announced their retirements. Now, based on their ages, Barty's departure is the most surprising. Roger and Serena are both 41 and each had almost a quarter century of success on tennis courts all over the globe. Ash Barty, though, was 25 years old and ranked number one in the world when she announced her retirement from tennis in March. In this sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, VOA's Gwen Uten joins us with more details of Barty's goodbye. Sporty greetings, Gwen. Sporty greetings, Sunny. World number one women's tennis star Ash Barty made her stunning announcement on Instagram in March of 2022 during an interview with her close friend and doubles partner Casey Delequa, who sounded a bit unprepared to hear the news herself. Ash, it's always great to see you. I have a slight inkling. Um, I know why I'm here. I probably don't want to acknowledge it, but why am I here today? Um, Yeah, I kind of wasn't quite sure how I was going to do this, but I think so many times in my life, both my professional and my personal, you've been there for me. Um, And I just couldn't think. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. It's just my way and this is perfect for me to share it with you to talk to you about it um with my team my loved ones that I'll be retiring from tennis and it's the first time I've actually said it out loud and um yeah it's it's hard to say but I'm so happy and I'm so ready and I just know at the moment in my heart for me as a person this is right Barty's surprise exit came at the peak of her career. She won the French Open title in 2019 and Wimbledon in 2021. And at the start of 2022, she lifted her third Grand Slam trophy at the Australian Open in front of her home crowd. She's only the fifth woman to be ranked number one in the world for three consecutive years. And she seemed poised to reach even more success. But the now 26-year-old said she fulfilled all of her goals in the sport and admitted her perspective changed after achieving her dream of winning at Wimbledon. I wanted to win Wimbledon, which was my dream. The one true dream that I wanted in tennis, um, that really changed my perspective. And I just had a, I just had that gut feeling after after Wimbledon um, and had spoken to my team quite a lot about it. And... There was just a little part of me that wasn't quite satisfied, wasn't quite fulfilled. And then came the challenge of of the Australian Open. And I think that for me just feels like the most perfect way, my perfect way to 
to celebrate what an amazing journey my tennis career has been. 2022 marked her second retirement from the sport. She first retired in 2014, but returned to the court two years later and quickly rose up the rankings. Ultimately, Barty said her dislike for the touring life and time spent away from home had finally taken its toll. I know how much work it takes to to bring the best out of yourself. And I've said it to my team Um multiple times it's just I don't have that in me anymore I don't have the the physical drive the emotional um want and and kind of everything it takes to to challenge yourself at the very top of the level anymore and I think I just know that I'm absolutely I I I am spent um I just know physically I have nothing more to give and that for me is is success I've given absolutely everything I can um to to this beautiful sport of tennis and I'm really happy with that. And for me, that that is my success. Following her announcement, tributes poured in, honoring Barty as both an athlete and a role model in the sport. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison thanked Barty for, quote, inspiring a generation of young people and particularly a generation of young indigenous people in Australia. Former men's world number one Andy Murray of Britain tweeted, Happy for Ash Barty, gutted for tennis. What a player. Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley wrote, Enjoy retirement and this next chapter of your life. We can't wait to support you in whatever you choose next. And friend and doubles partner Casey Delequa had this to say. I know I speak for so many um, people and to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you've given to our sport. Um, having known you for so long, one thing I know is that you make decisions that are right for you and they've always worked out and you've done it your way and I think that's really brave. I think that's really credible and um, so thank you for everything that you've done for our sport. Thank you for giving us you, Ash Barty. Barty's retirement left the door open for Poland's Iga Svantik, who has maintained the number one spot in WTA rankings. But Ash Barty left the sport in 2022 as the best women's tennis player in the world. And fans no doubt hope her second retirement will end up like the first, with another comeback in years to come. And that is all from me, Sonny. Back over to you. Thanks, Gwen. That's my VOA colleague, Gwen Uten. As Gwen mentioned, at the start of 2022, Ash Barty lifted her third Grand Slam trophy in front of a home crowd at the Australian Open. Spanish star Rafael Nadal won the men's singles title down under in Australia. In another sunny side of sports highlight for 2022, Craig Gabriel reports from Melbourne. History was made on the Rod Laver Arena when Rafa Nadal came back in the most emotional match of his career to win his 21st major. No other man in the history of tennis has done that, and he's broken the tie he shared with Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic for the most majors. In 5 hours 24 minutes, Nadal came back to beat Daniel Medvedev to 6 6 Incredibly, in the sixth game of the third set, Medvedev had Nadal at last 
12.40, three break points. Nadal got himself out of that situation and it started his comeback. The question put to him was whether this makes him the greatest men's player at the majors. No, I, I, I don't want to change my, <laughs> my point of view, uh, honestly. No, of course, for me, it's amazing to achieve uh, another Grand Slam at this moment on of my career just means a lot to me and of course I know it's a it's a special number 21 and uh, I am not I mean I know how how it means you know and uh, and uh, is a big significance uh, this title no as for Medvedev he said he is no longer the little boy who dreamed of being in such finals now this has been a reality check and he's going to do more to win these championships he's going to do it for himself and his family today during the match i understood that i'm going to play tennis <laughs> the kid stopped dreaming the kid uh, is going to play for himself and uh, that's it Nadal's victory which was the fourth time in his career that he's come back from two sets to love down the last time was at Wimbledon in 2007 also brought up an interesting statistic he now has the longest gap between winning a first title and the second title at the same major he won his first Australian Open 13 years ago in 2009 and he's displaced Jimmy Connors who held that position at Wimbledon his first was in 1974 and the second in 1982 a month ago Nadal wasn't even sure if he'd be able to play he was troubled by his foot injury and he had a bout of COVID but that is not even in his mind. Now he's the Australian Open champion for the second time. But from my point of view, I, I really believe that what I said all day, I, I, I hold. No, I really believe today it's an unforgettable day. And uh, I never will say I deserve because uh, I think a lot of people fight and a lot of people deserve. But I really believe that I hold a very positive spirit. And uh, for the last six months... Uh, I really fight it a lot to try to be back on court, no, and have been very, very tough moments, uh, moments to really <laughs> conversations, uh, tough ones, because you don't know if I'm going to have the chance to, to be back on the tour. But yeah, it's, I feel honored. Australia has been waiting 44 years for this moment. For more than four decades, there's been a drought. Since 1978, no Australian woman has won the Australian Open. On a mild evening, with the roof over the famed Rod Laver Arena open, all that was changed by a 25-year-old from Queensland. Ash Barty is on cloud nine. She defeated Danielle Collins in her toughest match of the tournament, and she won her first Australian Open and third career major. It took Barty one hour, 27 minutes, by the score of 6-3-7-6, to claim the championship. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I think, as, as Aussies, we're exceptionally lucky to to be Grand Slam Nation, to get to experience to play at home is is really special and to be here um, as as a champion of the, the tournament is really exciting. Barty only needed one service break to win the first set, but the match turned around in the second as Collins went up a double break and led 5-1. In tennis, they say the seventh game is the vital seventh, and it happened to be the case again, because from that point, the Australian won four consecutive games as they advanced to the tiebreak, which Barty controlled and won seven points to two. Collins said she was disappointed. Yeah, um, you know, not the result that I wanted, uh, obviously, tonight, but... I gave it my best effort. I, I did everything that I could. I was pushed to the max, and um, I gave myself a chance there and in the end. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't go my way, but I did everything I could, and, and that's all you can do at the end of the day. So it was a great event for me. Um, accomplished some new things, learned a lot of new things, and um, 
you know, certainly have some areas to improve, which is, which is a good thing. And, uh, yeah, played against a, a great competitor tonight, and it was a fun battle. Christine O'Neill was the last Australian woman to win, and she was watching the final from the President's Box. But the huge surprise for Ash was that the Daphne Ackers Memorial Cup was presented by the legendary Yvonne Goolagong, who for Barty is an idol and mentor and close friend. She now has those three majors. This Australian Open will sit alongside her 2019 French Open and 2021 Wimbledon. The men's doubles was an all-Australian affair for the first time since 1980, and it was Nick Kyrgios and Thanasi Kokonakis who beat Matt Ebden and Max Purcell. Craig Gabriel, VOA Sports, Melbourne. Thanks, Craig. Holiday greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young. As we approach the end of 2022, VOA wants to give you, our loyal listeners, the opportunity to wish your loved ones a happy new year. Call us on our WhatsApp number, 202-258-3076. Leave a brief message and listen for it right here on VOA. The number again, 202-258-3076. Let VOA help you bring cheer and blessings to friends and family by just calling 202-258-3076. And on that note, I'd like to send good cheer and blessings to all our sunny side of sports listeners for the new year ahead. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. This is the voice of America. Washington, DC. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Encounter. On this final 2022 edition of the program, we review the top domestic and international stories of the year with Washington Bureau Chief of the L.A. Times, Tracy Wilkinson, and CBS radio contributor Michael Williams. From the epidemic of gun violence to criminal allegations against Donald Trump, we discuss the major stories of 2022 that's encountered this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. 
Thanks, Carol. And Happy New Year. More tennis news now. And let's go down under to Australia for more Craig Gabriel. The new year is all but upon us and the new tennis season is already underway with a brand new tournament being staged in Australia. The United Cup, which has played across three cities, Sydney, Brisbane and Perth, with round-robin competition and then leading nations from the original 18 starters will assemble in Sydney for the finals. There's $15 million up for grabs as well as vital ranking points. The United States has got off to a good start by sweeping to a 2-0 advantage over the Czech Republic without dropping a set as both Taylor Fritz and Madison Keys scored wins. 2022 was the best year of Fritz's career and he looked ahead to what's coming up when I asked him if he fell in the pressure or was he relaxed about having to replicate his results from this year. I feel pretty relaxed. You know, the way I kind of just look at it is every season the points... I just imagine the points reset at zero, everyone's starting from nothing, and we just go from there. So I'm not looking at it like I have all these points to defend or I'm, you know, top ten, I need to stay here, whatever. It's just everyone starts at zero. Let's just, you know, start over and have no pressure and just play how, how, play how I play, and we'll see where we're at the end of the year. And I think hopefully that'll still be, uh, that'll be top ten or top five. Also in Sydney, a big crowd was on hand under the lights to support the local nation, but it was to no avail as Great Britain beat the Aussies 2-0. Cam Norrie won over Alex Diminor and Katie Swan beat Zoe Hives. In Perth, Greece went up 2-0 on Bulgaria. Stefanos Tsitsipas rallied to beat Grigor Dimitrov 4-6, 6-2, for their second point. Novak Djokovic has arrived in Australia with the chance to win a 10th Australian Open. It's nearly a year since his controversial deportation and he's hoping for a better time on this occasion well as you said you know i'm hoping that uh, everything is going to be positive obviously it's not something that i can predict i'll do my best to to play good tennis and uh, you know uh, bring good emotions and good good uh, good feelings to the crowd you know this is this is what we do as a professional athletes we're also uh, entertainers in a way you know we, we try to try to make people who buy their, their, their tickets to come and watch us play feel good you know and have fun Hopefully that's going to happen with, with me and my matches. I don't know how many matches I'm going to play. Obviously, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a tournament, so anything can happen, but I'm hoping I can go all the way. And Tennis Australia announced for the first time ever the prize money for the Aussie Summer of Tennis exceeds 100 million Australian dollars, which is over 67.1 million US dollars, with two-thirds of that going to the Australian Open. And the singles winners will earn about 2 million US dollars. Craig Gabriel, VOA Sports, Sydney. Thanks, Craig. Certainly some big money at stake on the tennis courts in Australia. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hello, this is Jackson Bungani, host of VOA's Red Carpet and the Upfront Show. We approach the end of year 2022. VOA wants to give you, our loyal listeners, the opportunity to wish your loved ones a happy new year. Call us on our WhatsApp number at 202-258-3076. Leave a brief message and listen for it right here on VOA. The number again is 202-258-3076. Let VOA help you bring cheer and blessings to family and friends by just calling 202-258-3076. And remember to visit our website at voaafrica.com to listen to our news programs and watch our TV shows. 
See you in the new year. See you in the new year, Jackson. And on that note, I want to wish all our sunny side of sports listeners a happy and fulfilling 2023. This is Sunny Side of Sports. A former star player nicknamed the Black Prince of South African football is aiming to make kings of footballers around the continent with an extraordinary tracking device that's already being used by some of the world's top clubs. Jomo Sono, regarded as the greatest attacking midfielder South Africa's ever produced, has secured the rights to distribute the Player Maker Performance Measuring System in Africa. Darren Taylor tells us more from Johannesburg. Jomo Sono made his name in the early 1970s, playing for Soweto Giants Orlando Pirates. He was a fearsome tackler, a powerful striker of the ball, a dribbler of note, and had sublime passing skills. But Sono had the misfortune of being at the peak of his powers when apartheid was also at its height. South Africa was an international pariah, so he never got a chance to represent his country on the world stage. But Sono's skills were simply too good to ignore. European giants Juventus and Sporting Lisbon each offered him a contract, but the governments of both Italy and Portugal denied him work permits. He's convinced that 1970s Europe just wasn't ready for black African players. But America was. In 1977, Sono joined New York Cosmos, where he created goal after goal for legendary Brazilian striker Pele. Today, Sono's a businessman and technical director for the South African Football Association. I'm renowned for unearthing a lot of youngsters from the dusty streets of all the black townships. And one of them will be appearing soon, who I discovered was 15 years old, and I took him all the way to England. That was two years ago. It was during this visit to the United Kingdom that Sono saw the player maker in action for the first time. He decided he'd be the one to bring it to Africa. Sono's son and current Cosmos midfielder, Masilele, describes player maker as a talent scout driven by artificial intelligence. It's motion sense based technology. It is a wearable football technology that goes on your boot. It is completely comfortable that you do not feel. That is completely durable. It has a five hour recording time with a three hour charging time. So what it does is takes the statistics and technical balances and data of all the players that use the device on the football pitch so they can see how many times the player has passed the ball, how many times the player has received the ball, which foot the player is receiving the ball on, his kick velocity. So it really takes in all the data that your normal GPS tracking vest would not give you. It would just give you distance covered and where the player is on the pitch, but this actually gives you what the player is doing with and without the ball at all times. Masilele explains that the player maker incorporates something called gait tracking. This constantly examines a player's body position, how he runs, how he moves, to pick up any anomalies. It helps coaches in terms of injury prevention and in helping the player grow technically on the ball to say that, no, look, 
this week your pass average was very low. We'd like you to work in terms of this or your sprint speed has slowed down. Are you injured? We'd like you to get more passes and get on the ball more. You know, so this really helps you just fine print all the finer details of the game. It's not really a hindrance in terms of you taking out the personal aspect. It's just adding an element that will help the player grow. Manchester City and Liverpool are just two of the top clubs using the player maker. Strapped to the outside of a boot, it uses algorithms to analyze data, which is visualized for players and coaches to review on a tablet or phone. After a match, the boot sensor is connected to an app to access insights on 15 unique performance indicators, including physical data and leg balance. Masilele says PlayerMaker allows players to be their own coaches. It just makes the workload just a bit more easier for someone to come say, look, this is what I've done for the week. These are my statistics. This is my run distance. This is my pass average. You know, my playing tempo, how many times I play one touch, how long I hold on to the ball. Sono's senior winks and gestures towards his son. He's also been using it. And ever since he used it, it's improved. He's even scored now lately. The PlayerMaker device currently costs around $250, including a one-year subscription to the app. In African terms, this is expensive. Sono says it's worth it, considering that in South Africa, for example, parents are spending a lot of rands on football coaching. Parents are paying 5000 per month to keep their children at some of the soccer clubs in this country. 5,000 per month to play and train football. I would rather buy this as a parent. And then every time my, my son comes back, I'll take this, put in the computer, and look and say, let's work on this. This week we work on your speed, we work on your shooting, we work on your passing. You become a coach yourself. Sono says he's going to do his best to make the player maker as affordable as possible in Africa. His vision is to roll it out in youth leagues across the continent. Imagine the possibilities, says Sono, when coaches fit the device to the boots of Africa's already skillful players. Players who've never had the opportunity to use technology to enhance their skills. For the sunny side of sports, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg. Thanks, Darren. For the second time, seven-time Olympic champion swimmer Katie Ledecky of the USA has been selected as the Associated Press Female Athlete of the Year. The AP's Ed Donahue reports. Ledecky edged out American track star Sydney McLaughlin. A great honor. Um, I know there have been so many great athletes that have Won this honor. After last year's Tokyo Olympics, Ledecky shifted coast to train from California to Florida and was a standout at this year's World Championships. I don't regret taking that on. I'm I'm really pleased that I was able to do that and able to win the the 1500 for the first time mm-hmm. for women and um, come away with some some golds and silvers. Ledecky won her first of seven Olympic gold medals in 2012 when she was 15. Whether the time shows it or not, I think um, I still have some really great swims in me and um, still think that um, I can go best times. Ledecky is focusing squarely on the 2024 Paris Games. I'm Ed Donahue. 
Thanks, Ed. In pro basketball, the longest winning streak in the NBA this season currently belongs to the Brooklyn Nets, who won their 10th game in a row Wednesday night. The AP's John Letherby reports. The Nets are owners of a 10-game winning streak after holding off the Hawks 108-107 in Atlanta. Dave Ferry with the story. Kyrie Irving scored 15 of his 28 points in the fourth quarter. For me specifically, when that fourth quarter hits, uh, it's winning time. Uh, and that's all I really know. Irving had eight straight points in a 17-3 run that put Brooklyn ahead 93-82. Kevin Durant finished with 26 points and a season-high 16 rebounds for the Nets. The Hawks were without Trey Young, Clint Capella, and DeAndre Hunter due to injuries. DeJounte Murray had 24 points and John Collins 21 for Atlanta. I'm Dave Ferry. In Chicago, DeMar DeRozan with 42 points as the Bulls took care of Milwaukee 119-113 in overtime. The Bulls used a closing 13-2 run to end regulation with DeRozan leading the charge. Stuck with it. Um, stuck with it. Even when stuff got, you know, rough for us, we stuck with it. Kept fighting, um, you know, to the last second. Zach Levine added 24 points as the Bulls have won 3 of 4. Giannis Antetokounmpo matched a season high with 45 points and pulled down a career-high 22 rebounds, but the Bucks have lost four in a row. There's correspondent David Schuster. A wild scene in Detroit. A trio of players ejected near halftime with both benches cleared at the Pistons bench. The home side prevailed 121-101 over Orlando. In Miami, the Lakers committed 26 turnovers as the Heat downed L.A. 112-98. LeBron James had 27 points. Other Wednesday winners included the Wizards, New Orleans, Sacramento, and the Warriors. The Suns' Devin Booker to miss up to a month. He has a left groin strain. I'm John Leatherby. That wraps up the December 29th edition of the show. And with only one more sunny side of sports program scheduled in 2022, I want to wish all our sunny side of sports listeners a happy, healthy, and fulfilling new year. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports.